you dumb, beautiful fucker. Who wants to be in America's slash fit with Abraham Lincoln? Louisiana Purchase, that's a name. You need to really get off my balls, okay? I'm gonna kick your ass. Also, why was Michelangelo so stinky? Ew. Welcome to episode 246 of the Y'all Get Here podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick. And joining me today are my three contending co-hosts. It's JoJo. I be eating Lego pieces. Colt. Uh, uh, Wenzel. Very nice. The first episode of the year, all four of the core four lads here and ready to shine. Yep, yep, yep. I'm sorry I couldn't make it. Yeah. Uh, but don't worry, uh, JoJo's... Uh, absence will be explained uh, over the course of this episode because mm-hmm. what we have for you is another straight from the hip banter episode we're just hanging out shooting the shit because you know the world's uh, might be in a little bit of a discord and we're just trying to you know take it easy get our thoughts and feelings out and just catch up and just see what we've been up to I'm, we, I'm sure y'all are going through a lot too so we're just going to keep it chill and easy for y'all that's a shoot, brother. That's a shoot. Straight shooting. Bang, bang. Without bang, bang, bang. But, uh, yeah, we'll, you'll, you'll hear from Cannon at some point. I'm, I'm sure he'll come down. I miss Cannon. I haven't seen Cannon in forever. It's been a second. It's been, it's been a while. Me and Cannon will interact on Twitter. It's fun. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's just me, us hanging out. And uh, you with us, you know, uh, we got a chair right there for you. So pull it up and... Uh, Hang out with your with your pals at AYC8. So, yeah. Um, so, what's everybody been up to this week? I've been, uh, just eating bugs and rocks, playing games. It's been another week of fucking COVID. And uh, watching movies. I'm still continuing my movie challenge where I watch one movie for every day of a month. At least one movie. Uh, how, how many movies are you at? I'm at 22 right now. Fucking shit. I, I just hit 10, like, not that long ago. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm making it. And, and then fucking Colt just like... Like a fifth of the way through the year already. Motherfucker speed running this shit. Just like, this, I gotta go this fast. Mother, this motherfucker's psycho because he'll run... He'll he'll go through multiple movies in a day, right? And then I'll, 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 I remember I was talking to him and I was like... I was like, oh, well, then you have a little surplus right there. And he's like, yeah, but that's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> Colt's just built different, honestly. Colt got Colt has like the 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 mental and physical dimension to just absorb and contain all the media that he consumes. It just it's like it's like a it's like Fort Knox, but less gold, less precious material. Just a lot of like guts and bugs. The Colt's kind of like a bird yeah. too, because he'll eat rocks and sort of grind up the food inside of his gullet. Yep. It, it's fucking it's fucking weird and then because because even if he watches multiple he has to watch at least one for that day so i was thinking about it last night i was like okay after what we watched last night he'll be at like so if he continue to watch one movie a day he'll he will hit 
38 total movies for the month. Yep. He's psycho. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely, there's going to be days this coming up where I'm going to watch two where I'm like, I'm feeling like I want to watch another. So it, it just happens, man. It's just the way it goes. Like, uh, God, I'm reading way. less manga. That's, <laughs> so the manga time that I had is going into movies. And then once I'm done with January, I'm probably going to go full-fledged back into manga. I feel that. I was waiting for that. Yeah, I, I'm, after January, I'm going to get serious and just watch ten movies a day. God, that's pretty fucked up. Like, like he's gonna be like that fucking guy from Clockwork Orange, where they like just have his eyes spread open, <laughs> like Holt just has like a VR <laughs> helmet on, and just like it was like all the like energy, like the lights flickering inside of his yep. house. He he fucking uh, hires Wenzel to squirt like eye drops in his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so like I just looked at the last day of January. It's th- it's a Monday. So I'm going to be at work that day, so it's not what I'm going to do that day. But on the 30th, I'm going to try to fit in as many movies as humanly possible. So I'm just curious how I can do that. I'm going to have to make it swear I'm like one hour and a half movies only, no two hours, and just wake up like 7 a.m. and just go till like 10 p.m. Yeah, Colt said he's pulling 18-hour shift at the movie theater. Wait, you said the thirtieth. That you said that's a Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Oh man. Okay. Colt's just gonna sit in front of the TV, just like with a fucking diaper on, just like like the the music just blowing his hair back. Well, the thing is, is that okay? So, um, yeah, like so. Yesterday, which would be Friday, me and Colt got together because we were like, let's have a watch party. And we watched from 2 p.m. until like 3 a.m. We watched a total of six movies. And um, the reason why they're such a long, it was such long is because some of them were two hours. And then also we took like a, a break in the in like dinner time to get to get food. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and now I'm thinking about it. Should we do watch party two that Sunday? I mean... To make it easier, I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, if we to make it like to where uh, I don't have work the next day, we can move it up a little bit too. I'm in. All right, you son of a bitch. I mean, speaking of the movie watch party, we might as well tell them what like what we did yesterday. Yeah, what all did y'all watch? We watched, like you said, six movies, and uh, we started the day out with uh, the Prestige. Uh, Mm Hmm. My favorite of the batch we watched because it just kept like, what a twist! What a twist! Just yeah, attacking I w- yeah. you. <laughs> I would say that was probably my favorite of the batch. Yeah. Don't spoil it for me. I still have to watch that. It, it's really well, good. yeah, like years ago, but it's like a really good movie. It's frick. It's so freaking good. It's a Christopher Nolan movie, um, and it was funny because the only reason why uh, we watched it was because Canon. We were talking to him at some point last year, and he was like, "He was like, look, here's the deal. I will watch Interstellar if you watch The Prestige. He was saying this to me, and I was like, fucking deal. So I was like, I got to watch The Prestige for 2022. And um, and then I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I don't want to watch this by myself. I kind of want to watch it with somebody. So then me and Colt were uh, – we were originally going to go see Belle on Friday, um, the anime movie, um, but – because of like COVID and stuff, it was just it didn't feel right, it didn't feel comfortable. So we were like, no, we're just gonna watch movies all day, basically. 
and I was like, we need to watch. This is going to be the first movie we're going to watch. Um, so, Canon, if you're listening to this, you got to watch Interstellar now. No, yeah. Nothing you can do. I, I'll, I'll relay the message. I know. I, I sent a message to him as well <laughs> saying that. No but relay now, the message bitch. anyway. R- relay it anyway. But, no, The Prestige was really freaking good. Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale are competing um, magicians. And... <laughs> Genuine that, funny moments in that movie that I don't okay. think they were intended to be funny, but we were laughing. And and that and that we, plot that plot right there sounds kind of funny because they're competing magicians and it kind of, it kind of sounds stupid, but it's a really good time. This <laughs> like, isn't necessarily a story spoiler, but uh, fuck, what's his name? Michael Caine. I called him Michael Keaton the other day on action. He kept calling. I him kept Michael fucking Keaton. up it, everyone's it, name. It was yesterday. so funny. <laughs> Michael Caine. And uh, the bit we had was, uh, is that Michael Caine loved to kill birds. He's like, it's so easy. And he just, every bird he found, he would just break its neck immediately. He's like, it's so easy. It's so easy. <laughs> and then uh, there was a horse in the street. I also talked about how he was going to choke the horse to death. It, it was fun time. I lost my free. We were talking about this bit while the movie was playing. It was so serious. It was so freaking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Caine just grabbing a bird to teach somebody a lesson. Teach I, I I couldn't remember Hugh Jackman. Teach Hugh Jackman a lesson. Say it's so easy. Just snap. Just snapping a bird's neck. Just snapping bird's neck. He's like it's so easy. And then every time, <laughs> every time, <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time he's walking on Michael Caine's walking on the street. We're just like, oh, he just came back from killing some pigeons on the on an alley. <laughs> like Michael Caine just has like a fucking BB gun and like a slingshot, like he's fucking Dennis the Menace. No, 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 no. He's snapping these birds' necks, Pat. It's brutal. With it's gory. Like, With his bare like hands. Mortal Kombat level of fatality from fucking pigeons. Like, like, like I mean, he's Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> And then there was even a good bit in the movie where we were we were making fun of him again. But then a couple of birds flutter away, and he looks up, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this just played right into our hand!" <laughs> oh my god, it was so fun. Okay, it's it's a very good movie in all seriousness. I I went like four and a half stars, I think. It was so freaking good. It's yeah. one of it's again one of Nolan's best. I mean, for I real. went four and a half as well, and. Uh... Speaking of breaking the necks, uh, we watched Prometheus, my second favorite alien movie. This movie oh, wow. absolutely ruled. I'm not going to give the context for the breaking neck thing. You'll see, you'll know when you see it. But holy shit, I have heard so much shit talk on this movie over the years. This movie actually kicks so much ass. I don't understand any of the hate. Well, like I remember that there were there were a lot of people who didn't really care for it. And then there was this very loud minority of people who were just like, yo, this movie's actually good, actually. Yeah, no, there was like, it was like most, um, if, if you were like a crazy alien fan or um, you were like a critic or something, everybody was like, oh, no, it's, um, sorry, I got a burp. <sighs> sorry. <laughs> it was like, it was like, oh, no, it's, it's, it's too confusing, too confusing. I don't get it. I don't even think the writers knew what was going on. No, no, it's not good. Not good at all. It's yeah, like my, Michael um, Caine fucking poisoned the well of this goddamn movie. Bastard. I don't know why I did Michael Caine there for a second. Because uh, <laughs> I, I remember um, seeing Prometheus, like, literally the year it came out. Like, God, it's been, what, five years now? It came out to 2012. Oh, 
fuck me, Jesus Christ. Yep. Even longer. God, yeah. 10 years ago, Jesus. Yep. Yeah, I, I remember seeing it in theaters. Like, um, I remember liking it. Um, uh, I didn't think it, like, blew me away. But, like, I thought, like, y'all are crazy. Like, it's not, like, the worst movie ever made. Fuck off. Uh, yeah, I will say for real, it holds a little spot in my memory because it was the first movie I ever saw by myself. Huh. Oh wow! Yeah, because like usually I, that was in a, that was when I was in a frame of mind. If I if I could get like a group of people to go see a movie with, and it's like it was just you know I'm just not going to see it. But then like I, I grew up out of that uh, idea. But like hey, yeah, that that was a fun bit of Pat trivia. The first movie I ever saw by myself. Yeah, I. This movie, it's uh, I would say it's made for like bigger Alien fans. Like if you're a mega Alien fan, you would most likely love this shit because it absolutely ripped my ass up. Like uh, the three and four Alien movies, they the, they sucked, but they were still fun. This one was fun and it was actually really good. Uh, it just expanded on the Alien lore with some cool characters and it connected back to the old movies. And it, it just was just so fun. I, I haven't seen Covenant. I know that's one y'all plan to watch for your next movie. Yeah. Shazam. Um, the, the only Alien movie that I actively didn't like was 3. And I, I, I'll fucking defend Resurrection. To me, it was goofy, but it was fun, goddammit. 3 was just fucking yeah. bleak and just bullshit. So, like, yeah, I'll fuck... Uh, I'll fucking fight people who said resurrection is bad. Eat, eat a turd. But uh, <laughs> Prometheus has rights. I'm saying it. Brave fucking stance, I guess. Brave. Take. I salute. I salute. I salute because yeah, no, I watched this movie when it came out with my um, me and my uh, parents. We went to the theater to watch it. Uh, and I mean, even then, as a, like I was 14, I think. Um, I mean, I wasn't, you know. I'm not a movie critic or anything, but I, I remember liking it. I was like, this is a really fun time. And then hearing about all this stuff about how, like, oh, it's this and that and this and that. And I'm like, I don't know. I thought it – I kind of got it. I, I thought it was great. Um, <laughs> and then and – then, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, even then now, I'm like – I was like, Colt, we have to – Colt needs to see Prometheus. So, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Uh like for me, the criticism I was seeing it's not so much like the movie was like hard to understand. It seems like most of the criticisms I was seeing is that they thought everyone acted just like pitiful, just like infuriatingly stupid throughout the film. Which I don't know. I, I, nobody's actions really like bothered me that much. Although <laughs> no spoilers for JoJo, but there's one bit at the end I just thought was funny. Like yes. Like I think I know exactly. It, it, what it, you're it's a about. little Looney Tunes, but it's still a good bit. Hell yeah! <laughs> I just spit everywhere because I think I know what you're talking about too. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just yeah uh, no. I'll, I'll put it like no context spoiler. Um, falling donut. Falling. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, yeah. That's not what I was thinking about, that's but that was, is funny. That's not what I was thinking either. But totally, I totally get that. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> The next movie we watched was a lot more rough uh, than I was uh, expecting to get into. Uh, Belladonna of Sadness. Yes. Oh my God, that fucking movie. <laughs> like no, the, the, the first thirty minutes ago. of it. 
Hold I was on. having no fun, zero fun. It, it, it is it is legitimately rough, and I don't like. I appreciate the artistry of that movie. I don't know if I really like it. You know, I um. So whenever right before we started, I don't know why my Spidey sense went off, and I was like, I was like. Does Cole know what this movie's about? So I, I, I was like, I looked at him. I'm like, hey, do you know what this movie's about? And he's like, no, I have no idea. And I told him. And he was like, well, <laughs> and I'm like, well, let's go into it. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's only I mean, 90 it's, minutes. Yeah. And um, I mean, the, it's not the first 30 minutes well. felt like an hour while the back half felt like 30 minutes it was weird it went by really quick after you got past the spoiler alert 30 minutes of rape i mean it's not it's not a spoiler it's literally the the basis of the entire story yeah like that 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 much is like in some synopsis of the film that i've seen yeah yeah so the beginning literally for anybody listening you know content warning of course for this film because it's rape and um sexual assault and i don't think the movie handles it well either it really doesn't. It does not. It does not. I would agree. Um, yeah, so a peasant woman is raped by a local lord on her and her husband's wedding night, and that's where it kind of takes off. Um, and she makes a pact with Satan to be, like, a, a very powerful witch. It's, I mean, like JoJo said and, like, me and Colt witnessed, I mean, the art was fantastic. The music was Beautiful. actually the music was actually really good, too. Um, 70s. Yeah, 70s is really cool. Um, but subject matter is kind of um i don't know crazy well <laughs> like, and the thing oof. is is i find the attempt admirable because you know it's trying to be this i don't want to say feminist piece i think that's too strong of a word but you know you know try to shed light and be try to say some something positive and substantive on the subject yeah i, I just there, there's still like this mo- like I forget which moment it is because it was a couple years ago when I saw this movie. But there was one moment where I was like, oh, yep, this is definitely made by a man who has not been through this experience. Oh, yeah, no, I read your um, review, which is really good, actually. Yeah, and I was letterbox. I was like shaking. I was shaking my, my head like, yeah, yeah, I, I get this because it was totally like um, with the way they have our our main female character set up like you know it's obviously for the male gaze um you know and i mean yeah it, it, the way it handles it it's just not uh, it's just not well it's not well done at all and but on like, the upside though it was a beautiful movie the art was insane there was parts of the movie where you could just like screenshot every single frame of it and it would be an absolutely perfect work of art yeah and i mean and granted like the animation itself is very limited a lot a lot of it's just still images just like camera panning across but like the art art is so good you don't really care yeah yeah and and that accompanied with the music which i remember being like really psychedelic and an already very psychedelic film it's like what little I've seen in the film, like in like passing and like snapshot. It's like it's it's very like fluid color use, like 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 watercolors and just and like it's very like like they said psychedelic and like psychotropic. But it 
honestly, I, it kind of comes with like a cautious recommend because like you know everything we said. So I, it, it's it's a very I feel like a very well done piece of art. Whether or not it's matches hits that home run, that's definitely going to be on a person to person basis. Um, I should also say too in uh, in Judge's review, they mention about uh, Satan's. Um, not so many forms, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and how is a giant you know, penis. Uh, <laughs> like I, I will show you. It's, God, it's it. No, me and Cole. Every time we saw him, I was like, I was like, all right, all right, okay, I get it. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's like I think maybe maybe. I hope, mm. Like, like it was, it was like, it was just so like. I mean, there was points where he's like, "I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna build up, build up, build up," and it was like he was just him getting harder. And it's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> okay, <all> right. <laughs> JoJo showing a picture of like Satan as like this penis-looking castle that's on fire. Yeah, and uh, but what was but um again the art was just so magnificent. It was like there's really good shots too of like landscapes. Like the way they did the landscapes is really cool. And at some point, me and Colt were like, "Oh, this is the end of uh, this is the end of Dark Souls three because it it just looks so like a wasteland." And I think that was kind of cool how it captured like the Middle Ages kind of feeling like a fucking apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And there's something like very. instantly recognizable about the art style because if you're like exposed to a lot of anime you start to kind of tell like when a certain piece is being made in time and like in this movie you can definitely tell it's very 70s because it has like this very like elongated like proportions especially of the face it kind of reminds me a lot of like the Rose of Versailles and or uh somebody maybe not Rose of Versailles but you know yeah, I, I think it's what I'm, I might be <laughs> showing my ass here. Like the character designs are kind of like, or, or like you would see in like a fashion magazine or like yeah, the New like, Yorker or Galaxy Express. Yeah, like or like the New Yorker or something yeah. like that. Um, so like it's definitely kind of reminds me of like because like a lot of the like the big manga series had similar art stuff. You know, they kind of like mm-hmm. influence one another. So like a lot of like no, go to guy and and. Uh, oh. Of his um, yeah. contemporaries, so I, there there is like a, there is a certain charm to it. I think, especially like especially how like dramatic a lot of these older anime are. Oh yeah, like I would say like melodramatic. <clears throat> All right. Well, what, uh, what else did y'all watch? We watched the of uh, the famous beautiful movie Polyester. Yeah, yes! by the good boys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo, woo. D- directed by John Waters, starring Divine. The Divine. Um, it was a great time. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was so good. It was... I felt like I was just, like, hallucinating and just not there. But I was there. I was like... Uh, uh, I felt like it was hard to comprehend what I was watching. I, I, I it was highly, so fun. I, I highly recommend everyone get the... Uh, criterion? The Criterion. Because it comes with the smell of vision. Which we wish we knew that before we watched it so bad. It was so I completely forgot that was the that was one of the big reasons why Tanner bought it for you was because of that too. Yeah. And because he liked John Waters. And like whenever we got done with the movie, um 
I was looking through and then I find it and I'm like, I'm like, Colt, look at this. Okay, so for context, in the very beginning of the film, there's a there is a scientist who comes up with uh, the odorama card where whenever a number appears on the screen for a specific smell, you can ch- you can know exactly what divine is smelling when you scratch the number on the card and. Let me tell you, me and Colt had a very bad time with that. <laughs> well, the, I managed the first number I scratched. I forgot what the numbers, co- like, where they were in the movie. The first I one forgot. I scratched was one of the worst ones I've ever smelt. <laughs> it just hits you like a brick. Every uh, time, like, we, we got to a bad smell, we had to scratch number 10 because it was the uh, the spray, the perfume spray or whatever. It's the palate cleanser. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, so so Colt once he gets done sniffing and Colt gagged twice. I almost threw um, up in my mouth. It was no, so bad. There was so I take it and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna start at I'm gonna start at ten, but then I'm gonna go back and start at one and go through all of them. And so that's what I did. And literally, um, one of them, I, as soon as I smelled it, it was such a visceral reaction. I literally shut my mouth and like my mouth just filled with air because I thought I was about to throw up. <laughs> It was, it was so bad. God, I th- I threw the card at Colt. <laughs> it was it was so disgusting. But you know the movie the movie was so good. Um, I knew too after watching Belladonna of Sadness, I was like, we need something that's just fun. After we, this, we, we need uh, a palate cleanser for our like head, not yeah. only for our nose. So what better what better film to put on than a John Waters film? And Polyester was just a good time. So, so um, Wenzel, is this your first foray into John Waters? Um, yes, but this is my fourth John Waters film. Oh, okay. So no. So no. So no, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I've talked. I talked. <laughs> I guess maybe because are, I, which ones of his have you seen? I've seen Female Trouble, Multiple Maniacs, um, Pink Flamingos, and this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I need to see Pink Flamingos. I've been wanting to see Pink Flamingos it's, for years. It's not easy to find. It, it, it is not. Because I, I'll never forget. I wonder why. <laughs> I'll never forget the night that we watched it because we, cause JoJo you know, pretty much like ruined their laptop for, for, for by doing this because the only way we can find it is that we found a copy on like some torrent site. Russian. Where it was a yeah. Russian torrent site, but the, the, the subtitles were in Portuguese. Which like okay, but you know, the audio's in English, so like who cares? But like, goddamn, that was a hoot of a night. And, and honestly, like before we started that movie, I was already really, really drunk. <laughs> By the end of it, I was a mess. And not a hot mess, just just a straight up mess. Yeah, just a mess. God. Yeah, that makes sense. Man, that, that, that's one of my favorite nights at the house. Let me tell you, because we got this like this four pack of this sangria that you can get at Target. It's really fucking good. I forget the name brand, and especially like you cut it a little with a little bit of Seven Up or Sprite. But you know, I drank the whole four pack. It's like it's just a four pack, not realizing that each one was like thirteen percent alcohol. <laughs> God. I got. I, I, feel, I saw the eyes of God. <laughs> I feel like that was the first time we had that sangria at the house too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, what a night! That'll, that'll live <laughs> on an art house memory. Pink flamingo. I mean, not pink flamingos. Polyester. And like, what's so good? Like, because polyester up to this point is like his most grounded movie, and but it's still 
buck wild. Yeah, because it, it's it's so funny and like it's it's legitimately funny and like in a, in a traditional sense. Yeah, yeah, like, like there's jokes, there's setups and payoffs and stuff. Like and, and not and I'm not shitting on his like early movies because I love those movies to death, like Pink Flamingos and Female Trouble. But like a lot of it is just sort of based off the shock value of the whole thing. Yeah, I mean it, it was exploitation cinema. This feels like you know like a legit like comedy that probably wouldn't be out of place in like maybe like a Billy Wilder film, but yeah. it's just like a little crazier. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it was. Um, I'm trying to think what I was gonna say. Yeah, no, I was I was gonna say Colt. This is only Colt's second John Waters film. Yeah, I should mention too. Um, First one, I think I watched. Well, I've heard about Pink Flamingos. I just know that Female Trouble was fucking disgusting. Oh, it is repulsive, but goddamn, do I love Female Trouble? That is legitimately one of my favorite movies. It is so good. Who wants to die so, for art? Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, my. Uh, I think. I think for me, mine is uh, so like I, I think I've talked about this before, but since I've watched Paul yesterday, I got to change it now. So my favorite is Pink Flamingos. My second would be Multiple Maniacs. Third would be Polyester, and fourth would be um, Female Trouble. Yeah, um, they're all good um, by any means. It's just like in terms of like what I watched and what and how I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's where they all sit. <laughs> Um, and I should mention polyester though. I don't know. Polyester might be second because there's a really fucking good bit in there where apparently it's Halloween. <laughs> oh yeah. They said no candy. You know what that, that means, means, right? Trick. trick. And they just start trashing the house. They just start trashing the house good. and one of them pulls out a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is me and Colt right here. <laughs> like this is our bit. God, I, I love the bit where she's being like chased through the house because, like, one, that's a funny bit, and two, like, it's such a a new inclusion in John Waters' like directorial style, where it's like he's doing this tracking shot and she's like flailing through the house. It's a really good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That that was actually really freaking good. I really like that. Like how that was done. I was like, you would never recognize this as um. Uh, what was this? Eighties? Yeah, I think it 80s. came out in nineteen eighty. Yeah, nineteen eighty one. I was like, this, like that shot right there was like, this does not feel like an eighties film right here. Like that's pretty damn. Good. I don't know. That was really damn good. Really damn beautiful. One of my favorite bits in that movie is when, uh, like, the teenage hooligans like run this lady off of the road or something. It was the, <laughs> the, the choir lady, and, and she chases him down on a bus, forces him to wreck, and, like, bites the tire. Oh, bites yeah. the tire? We were screaming <laughs> at that point. That was and, good. And, and then I think she just legit beats the shit out of him, too. It's so <laughs> and, fucking And, you know, it, it's so funny because this guy, this guy is supposed to be a tough guy. Dude is, like, so skinny. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so small. Because it's the same group of like hooligans that hurt the divine's daughter is like hooking up with. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I remember like and her, her whole family is like fucked up. Like her son has a like this deranged foot fetish. He's like hunting women for their feet or some shit. No, he's hunting them for their feet and stomping on them. Oh yeah, that's right. He's the yeah. serial stomper. That's right. That's right. 
And like, and it's funny is like as wild as this movie is, like you actually do really do feel for Divine's character because she's like, man, she just goes through the fucking ringer. It's like, damn it, oh yeah, I was like that's sad. Yeah, and then like for her real. husband's like a porn director or something. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I'm a no, good okay. Christian woman as we're like throwing trash at her. Okay, no, there was another good bit with that where um there was because he owns a an X-rated theater and there was um there was like a news team who were covering it and literally there's just a guy with a with the uh with a mic and it's like literally as the as the film ends all the people are coming out and it's just this guy I kept doing this bit all throughout the night like sir sir would you like to come on the film you saw it's just a bunch of dudes look like all like sex offenders just either unzip zipping their pants walking out sunglasses covering their faces it's so good <laughs> like <laughs> like yeah <laughs> it was just because it's just like I'm like that's such a good bit just have a news guy just trying to comment about what what the what these guys just jerked off to that's so good <laughs> That's genius. Like, I don't know. It's just like <laughs> man on the street interviews. Like, hey, how was like Rug Monster '69? Hey, this was like, this was the year of the porno. Well, granted, according to Boogie Nights, this is when the porno shit was going down the tubes. So maybe not, but like you know, this this was like the tail end of porno chic, right? <laughs> It's like you know what Rug Monster really went we're, we're downhill on deep after ten at this point. <laughs> deep even harder. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, no, it was a fun time. The uh, next movie we watched was a little bit more serious, but also really fun. Uh, was Train Spotting? Okay. I I've heard about this movie over the years. People saying I love this movie. This movie's so good. And I'm very glad we watched this movie with subtitles because I did not. If I didn't have them, I would have no clue what these people are saying. It's very. It's a very Scottish movie, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. This movie was very rough because it follows a group of friends that are uh, struggling with drug Heroin. addiction and yeah. trying to find money, scrounge up money to get drugs. It, it starts off with like one of the most disgusting scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Oh my god! We literally, after getting done gagging at smelling stuff, we literally start gagging again. Oh no! It and, was it was so freaking. Oh my god! It was so disgusting. God, Ewan McGregor. I'm just, you. You saw his penis as well. That's another fun fact. It, it felt so strange seeing him do these things. Like, just think about it. In a few years, you're gonna be fucking a Jedi. It's you're gonna be Obi Wan Kenobi like, sooner than you realize. And <laughs> doesn't you and McGregor just have like a monster dong tube? It soft. It was fairly big. I'll say soft. It was fairly big. We did not see it hard, so I do not know. <laughs> because that that is I a rumor no that he's just like a fucking just like. Hung like a monster. <laughs> Ewan was not erect in this movie. Sorry to bust your bubble. We saw a lot of penis, actually. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, the 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 Scottish are not afraid to show. No. Yeah. Yeah, but there's one thing in this movie that, like, I don't know why they included it because this movie would be the exact same without it. It, it. it just like you don't need that. 
And if it didn't have that thing in the movie, I'd probably go four and a half stars because this movie was really good other it than was, that. It, yeah, it was like really good. Like performances were great. It was actually the funny moments. Like it was genuinely, you know, humorous and also kind of uh, touching in a way. Um, yeah. Well, well, touching in, because Ewan McGregor's character is he's trying to get off drugs and actually live a life, but he gets get he keeps getting pulled back in because of his friends and you know like that that's tough like that sucks and that's hard um especially when it's drug addiction you know um and um yeah but like colt said i was i was not too happy with that um but it wasn't the focus of the film so yeah unlike one other movie let's just say licorice pizza uh, if you but know, it's not you know. to the same extent but it is still bad. <laughs> but you know what? I'm starting to remember a really funny moment. Oh, man. Uh, with Spud. Spud was just there getting the abuse. I feel bad for Spud. Man. Poor Spud. Oh, my God. I just remember something Paul yesterday that was so fucking funny. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it had to circle it had back, to do with, okay? It, sorry. It just had to do with the dog. That's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Me and Colt were screaming. <laughs> Y'all not remember the dog? It's been a, it's been a couple years. Yeah. It we was watched like, that, what, 20? Probably, it was during COVID, 20, I think. It was, it was Sk- 2020. Skip ahead five seconds if you don't, this spoiler for polyester. It's not huge, but it's still a spoiler. Skip ahead five seconds now. Uh, the dog hangs itself and leaves a suicide. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yes. yes. <laughs> and while her daughter is trying to give her a stomach punch abortion <laughs> trying to give herself <laughs> like yes i love it yes i remember that jesus strangely okay. enough that means I, 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 that you saying that reminds me i've seen two movies where a dog has been hung strange that, that is, is strange, strange. <laughs> pat you don't make that a third i mean <laughs> i can't help I didn't know when I watched that fucking dog shit movie, uh, Revenge for Jolly. I didn't know the first three minutes of that movie is going to be the silhouette of a miniature pincher Doberman, like being lynched from a ceiling fan. I didn't know that walking in. I don't know. Pat knew that. Pat's lying. Yeah, but to end our movie night, uh, we had the, to watch one of my least favorite movies I've seen in a long time. Uh, it was made specifically to make me frustrated and just like angry the whole two hours of it, and that was 2017's Mother. You know, oh my god! When you said that in chat last night, I was like, I, I couldn't help but think, okay, I wonder what this reaction is going to be because I've I've heard mostly negative about the film Mother, and that's Mother with an exclamation point, Mother. But but it's not it's uh little M mother like lowercase M so it's mother yeah yeah, yeah. And so yeah um tell us about that it's essentially two hours of Jennifer Lawrence being abused by her terrible husband that only cares about himself and his feelings there's one scene I I want to say it but it's also a big spoiler because if it's the one scene that pisses me off the most. Uh, 
I mean, I mean, do, does everyone here care? I mean, I I don't ever see myself watching it. Uh, me, the, oh, I would only watch it for science and basically. Well, from what from how the movie was described to me, I was like, oh, I would hate that, and, and it was basically well, y'all's reaction to it. So I know I shouldn't watch it. So yeah, so spoiler alert inbound for Mother. If you have any interest to see it, jump ahead a few bits. Uh, yeah, so but, go, Colt, go ahead. No, but heads up, though, uh, JoJo, when I return polyester and boogie nights and punch drunk love to you, I'm going to sneak mother in there. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't want this shit anymore. Well, jumping ahead, Jennifer Lawrence is pregnant. Uh, some shit happens. She has a baby. The whole crowd in the house is going wild. Uh, we're skipping a lot of stuff here. Oh, yeah. But the baby is taken from her while she's sleeping. And the husband says, everybody in the crowd, look at this baby. And they're like, they take the baby and start holding it, like crowd surfing the baby. All, the baby's pissing all over everyone. There's a stream like going everywhere. And all That's of a sudden you hear a crack, a crack noise. And the baby's neck's fucking broken. And then the, Jennifer Lawrence is freaking out because she just watched her baby die. And... Uh, they she runs to go see oh my god my baby oh my baby what's going on and then uh she reaches one guy and he's like it's fine he's not dead you can hear the voice she starts screaming like what are you talking about and the camera pans and you see the baby being eaten by everyone and she just like starts screaming even more and just my favorite scene in the whole movie finally happens right after the worst one where she just starts stabbing people with broken glass on the ground this movie Oh my god, it was nothing but like I don't it's not gaslighting. It's like just her being mistreated for 2 hours. And the thing is too, it's a very like Okay, so when I bought this, it was on the day before Tanner's wedding. We we stopped at Dollar General. It was only five, maybe five dollars. Oh, fucking movies that be at Dollar General. <laughs> this fucking art house garbage. And um <laughs> and yeah, no, I I remember when it first came out, everybody was talking about how much they hate it. And it's so funny because on my uh, on my friends who I follow on Letterbox, there's only t- three people who give it four stars, but then everybody else either doesn't rate it or they rate it like a half star. And like all I've heard is negative things. And going into it, I was like, we're either going to really like this or we're going to really fucking hate it. And Surprise. I, I, I don't... I don't know. Um, the, my my, <laughs> it's a very it's pretentious. It's very an extreme kind of, obviously talking about like oh you know save the planet basically, um, and uh, it's just um my thing my my biggest gripe is uh, why the fuck did it have to be two hours? <laughs> why did it have to be two hours? Oh my god, we sat there for two hours just doing nothing, just nothing. It was literally just Jennifer Lawrence being very obviously disturbed by what's happening to her house and Javier Bardem just being like, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's fine. Like, no, it's not fine. <laughs> um, so uh, what I love about the, the discourse around this movie is sort of the making of it, which is apparently like, it's, I think it was like during Hurricane Sandy, Darren Aronofsky was like like stormed into his house and he had like a fever or something and wrote this like wrote this movie in like a half fugue state. Jesus. And, and 
the thing is, is like Darren Aronofsky, like the, just that name makes him sound like a very pretentious art house director. Because he, he well, because he is, but but like David Lynch, who I honestly thought was British until I heard the motherfucker talk, and I'm like, wow, he's a goober. <laughs> I love I love the man, but he sound, <laughs> he sounds like a fucking goober. Fucking Aronofsky, Aronofsky sounds like a New York cab driver. Like, like he's, he's just like the movie's about mother nature and how we're ruining mother nature and how it's like also like j- the book of Genesis and shit. And like, I'm just like, he, he sounds like a complete fuckwad, but he's trying to make like this like high end movie. And, and it's like you said, like this, it's a whole, like the, the, if you haven't seen it at this point, it's basically like this husband and wife live in this great big house. And then like the husband's just a shit bag. And he has like this, like constantly raging party with hundreds of people, and and Jeff Lawrence is just beleaguered at all times. But because Javier Bardem is God, and Jennifer Lawrence is Mother Nature, and then Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer, I think, or I, I forget the other woman. They're Adam and Eve, and then their sons Cain and Abel come, and it's just like it, the whole thing is like some bullshit for global warming and it's fucking dumb and, and then it, it is for global warming but then like she has a baby and that baby's Jesus and then like God Javier Bardem gives Jesus to the uh, people the people kill him because they crucify him but he comes back and then they cannibalize him like the early church did for their own political benefit so like it's just like man fuck off yeah, like this movie is like it, the worst aspects of art house cinema. Yeah, like when before At we least started I the movie, think I haven't uh, seen Wendell, it, but from what people say, that's pretty much everything I've ever heard about the movie. It's just fucking just rote garbage. If you want to be mad, watch it. That's all I really got I mean, to say. I mean, Jojo, Jojo just explained the whole movie right then and there. I mean, that's base. I mean, that's basically it. Save and two fucking hours. I, there's, there's, <laughs> that's it. But yeah. Um, because because for the first hour it's just Jennifer Lawrence getting very like you know justifyingly mad and like like oh my god it's like I'm like when because I heard it was such a trip and I'm like when is it gonna start tripping because right now it's just kind of tripping but it's kind of like a justified tripping of like why the fuck are these people in my house and why are they being such assholes and <laughs> and it's just it's just it's just like it's just you're trying to chill and ed harris just you know comes in with michelle pfeiffer and they just won't stop they just god they just, she she was such a bitch too she was no, just me, like um you want you 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 oh my god oh uh, you know what, why her. doesn't why doesn't your husband fuck fuck you that, like it's that. It's like oh my god get out why like, aren't you pregnant oh you can't have kids can you oh it's him, isn't it? You're gonna have to change your panties. These aren't gonna do it for him. Mm, you're so submissive and breedable. <laughs> it was fucking <laughs> terrible. I hated it, it's, man. Uh, it was so funny. No, I I did think it was kind of I I did think it was kind of cool because it was like okay, I get it. Where there was like there was riots happening. There was okay. There was a funny part with uh, Christian 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 Wig where she just started executing people. <laughs> That was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I'm just imagining there were people blindfolded, just like bringing the guillotine out, and it's funny as shit. Well, no, 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 no. Okay, this it was kind of cool actually, where there was people that were put on the ground 
blindfolded, blindfolded. And then she would just walk, dual wielding two pistols, just shoot them. But walking like a total badass. What like, what's going on? <laughs> and then, and then, but like I said, there was like, there was executions going on. There was a revolution. There was military. There's war. There's all this stuff. And I was like, okay, I get it. This is the earth. You know, we're all this shit's happening. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, why did it have to be two hours? Why? It was so fucking long, so bad. Uh, before we started watching Wenzel, I asked uh, what other movies this guy directed, and Wenzel said, Requiem for a Dream. He's re- coming up with the uh, with the Well movie starring Brendan Fraser, and I was like, oh, okay, I love Brendan Fraser. I've been uh, looking forward to that, I guess, because it's Brendan Fraser just being a fat guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm glad Brendan Fraser's getting back out there, getting his career, and... and, and, and uh, our second resurgence and people loving on the internet, but like the plot of that movie feels a little insulting. Like it's, it's such like, an insult. <laughs> I never want to see that movie, uh, but I'm most likely going to watch it cause I'm a movie nerd now. <laughs> yep. And I've, I know I'm going to be mad when I because, watch like, it. Isn't like the gimmick, like Brendan Fraser plays a lighthouse keeper, but it's like, he's 600 pounds. Cause he's lived in this lighthouse for so many years or some shit. Like uh, this feels kind of, Mean, very mean. <laughs> it very does. Cool. The, the the poster they have for it though on Letterbox <laughs> looks cool. It's just a whale, a shark, a whale shark. Pretty, pretty sick Man. art. Yeah. So like, just, just fuck it, dude. Darren, do something else. Just stop it. Don't direct <laughs> anymore. Your you requiem know, for a dream was fucking <laughs> bad too. I don't want to watch a Black Swan anymore. Fuck you. He, uh, he did the wrestler. Uh, one of my favorite just like one. concepts in a movie was when he did Noah with Russell Crowe and oh, Emma Watson. He did Noah. Oh he my did. God! Yeah, and, he and did they Noah. had like Lord of the Rings ass fucking rock giants. Yeah, they did. God, and <laughs> which was which I mean, was sick. What I thought was funny is that 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 movie somehow didn't appeal to anybody because like like regular like secular people's like this just kind of looks generic and not interesting and in religious people's like this isn't this is just a this isn't the bible story of noah because there's like fucking rocks and monsters and shit so like what who hello why what is it why does this movie exist for dare not i don't know i feel like it kind of made that's what it made it kind of made it kind of made the bible kind of badass but not really it's already badass bro I don't know the rock. The rock monsters. So okay, spoiler for Noah. The rock monsters are um, angel. Were the angels who? Uh, Bell the earth. Uh, I don't want to. They're they're fallen angels. Um, yeah, because they they're not necessarily necessarily the same ones that rebelled against God with Satan. They're the ones that like they they felt bad for the humans and God was like oh, if you like him and they love the earth and you, feel, you know they're like you know if you like it so much then here you go so he threw them into the fucking ground basically and since they loved the earth so much they fused with it and became rock monsters um and it was kind of sick well, uh, well, I mean, there was that even makes a part God there. sound like a cunt which i mean granted the bible doesn't do god any favors in that regard Dude, that's just which heck. which is like so true which is so true, and it's kind of fucked up because he was like, "If you love the Earth so much, then why don't you become a if part of it?" And they fused with it. God, God, like literally, like 
God, like, not to get all off on a religious tangent, but... (laughs) Let's keep that kind of brief. But the fucking, the way God is written in both the Old and New Testament is like an abusive dad. Technically. Like, like if you if you apply he, he, the same standards that God acts in both testaments of the Christian Bible, and you like, if like a person did that shit, they would be labeled a cult leader and crazy and should be thrown under the jail. <laughs> so why do we worship but a beard Joe, like beard man in the sky who's basically just like abusive sky daddy? I don't want to do that <laughs> because they're they're. Uh, uh, not, they're not human. They're some kind of being. So the the standards is different. I don't know. People are weird. It's because people don't think about the shit. Yeah, yeah. We're, no, they we're don't. All big brains. I, I will down say though, here it, in the basement. Yeah. In uh, in Noah, there's actually another cool scene where the rock monsters, sorry, the fallen angels, um, they're being attacked by humans and they're running away. And one guy, Methuselah. Um, he gets really fucking pissed, so he walks up and brings out a sword and then just sets everybody except for the rock monsters on fire. It's super <laughs> sick. Uh, he literally takes a sword and throws it into the ground and just scorches the land. It's it's actually kind of <laughs> cool. Like, did, did Methuselah have like a giant <clears throat> flaming sword? Like, whatever. Yeah, no, he, he walks up. He's like an armor, and he's, he's like... Uh, he he's pissed off, so he takes it out, and the sword's on fire, and then he puts it in the ground, and just it sends this huge just shock wave of fire that just completely annihilates all these people, because he's he doesn't want because he's like, why are you attacking the the angels? You know, there's nothing wrong, but because we're human and we're scared of things that are different, he's like, fuck all of you. So he kills them wow. all, making the Bible come alive. You know what? I'll you know what? I'll send you the uh, I'll send you the video. You don't need context for this. Sure. So. <laughs> All right, well, Colton Wenzel had their movie night, so what we're going to do is take a break real quick and get in on the other half. Anyway, want you to see what they've been up to. Welcome back. Part 2, episode 246. Uh, another banner session where we're going to catch up uh, what JoJo and I have been up to. But Winslow has one more thing to say on the movies they watch, so I want you to uh, tidy your part up real quick. All right, so right before um, our big movie day, uh, I watched a movie. Um, it, it was uh, it was on it was on Criterion, and I've been meaning to watch it because it was on so many, like, best film list of, like, I want to say 2019. Uh, it came out in 2018 originally, and... Um, so I've been meaning to watch it, but then it left. But it's on Canopy, so I watched it. It's called The Wolf House, and um, it was freaking awesome. Uh, I did not have much context for what it was a, what it was dealing with, um, but essentially, it's a, it's about a um, it's about a girl who runs away and finds a house, and she basically lives on this in this house on her own, trying to build a life for herself. But what it's actually about, and what it's like comment commenting on or it's a commentary on or you know dealing with is that uh so in chile there's a really really terrible period where there was pinochet the dictator (coughs) who took it over but what i didn't know is that there was actually a colony um ran by a nazi 
and he was under Pinochet, and this colony in Chile was known notorious for its torture and its horrible child sexual abuse. Um, and that's what this film is dealing with. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, that's... Wow. Um, yeah. and, but And the U.S. helped prop up Pinochet, which is a fucked up thing. Like, there, like there's... Uh, honestly, when it comes to all foreign cinema, foreign media it makes me want to learn more and more and more like i i want to watch now more stuff about chile and read more stuff about chile but then also i get into this thing me and colt talked about where we'll watch i'll watch something or he'll watch something that's related to foreign cinema and it's like well shit now i want to watch more of this and it's like it's just so much stuff that's out there which is pretty cool um you know anyway so it's like so one of the things about it is that it's a it's just a hallmark of uh animated cinema but animated in a sense that they literally utilize a whole freaking house and it's a combination of like claymation paper mache painting it's really crazy um it um at first though i would say for the first 15 minutes you kind of get used to it but like i moved and i realized how dizzy i was because it does the whole time lapse thing, and you really notice it, and it's very shaky when it does it. But other than that, you get used to it, and it was really cool. Like painting, when I'm talking about painting, what they'll do is, is like when stuff is moving, or like when you're like trying to when you're when the camera's moving or a character's moving down the hall, they'll paint it in like a way that makes it seem like oh, this is how movement is being uh, shown or orchestrated, and it'll just continuously paint or stuff will be removed or whatever. It was really cool. Um, if you have canopy or if you have a chance, I'd watch it. Watch this great movie about, um, just terrible, awful, um, shit that happened during Chile's history. Uh, again, it's really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which just like, whatever I read more about historical atrocities, it just really wets my whistle. I need to know more. It's all I mean, that morbid curiosity is human. Also, dude, you gotta you gotta learn. I mean, you gotta learn about this stuff because the world ain't you know it ain't squeak clean. Uh, I mean, I already know you know you already know it's covered in shit. But man, yeah, there's a lot of it's a lot of shit. Rug. It's a lot of doo doo. A lot. Yeah, you could be sitting in doo doo right now. I could be, or I am. Oh yeah. Hey, I am. everybody that's got a full diaper, F's in chat. F. 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 Oh, oh! Now do you? Yes, F's and Never forget, this is a full diapy household. Full diapy household. Never forget, this is our podcast. Yep. Can you believe? Uh, hell, almost five years, almost two hundred and fifty episodes. Uh, yeah. Just nonsense. Hey, folks like it. <laughs> but uh yeah um i guess we'll get into what uh the art house side of things has been doing this week uh, i don't think we will but, uh, yeah I, I don't think we want to know because somebody broke an embargo oh <laughs> yeah you did oh god damn it fuck you okay because i totally i totally forgot that it was part of the embargo because someone made like one message about it in the group chat like two no, months ago. No, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, 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 yes, no, 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 no
two, maybe three episodes where right before we'll randomly talk about Phantom Paradise and then we'll say, you know what, Embargo, the first time we said Embargo, we're going to watch it all together. And then the second time it was brought up, Pat talked about how JoJo wanted to see it. So that'd be a good little like get together for the lads to watch. So no. And then we did put it in chat. So no, 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 no. You've been notified three times of this embargo. Oh, so no. One movie I said not to the, watch. This is the, the one, one thing, the and, one and, thing well, Colt okay. wanted. All right. All right. I think y'all are gaslighting me. Uh, I don't also, I think Colton Winslow are kind of acting like cops right now. I'm I, just think, saying. I think so, too. Because, You're under arrest because, for breaking like, the embargo. If I was uh, currently aware of the embargo, I wouldn't have fucking watched it. But, like, <laughs> I, I rented it. I paid money for it. And Pat it's comes in, what you watching? I'm wa- I said, I'm watching Phantom of the Paradise. He's not like, oh, I think they have an embargo on it. I was like, well, tough shit. I've already paid money. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, you said that, and now you just admitted it, too. You admit that you just you just completely just sideswiped our embargo. Oh, my God. You are going to be punished for this. I do not like the tone of your voice, hey. sir. <laughs> I, I thought this was a fucking anarchist comment. You not a fucking fascist dictatorship. <laughs> hey, I, 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 you right. don't break the embargoes. We have certain things set in place. You don't do that. So, uh, rules are just guidelines. They're meant to be broken. No, I was I was at my ex job whenever I when Colt brought the saw that some that these two fuckers yeah, update, watched quit this his movie. Job, by the way. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I quit my job. No, I was at work, and when Colt said this, there was nobody in there. I literally yelled, fuck, so loud. I was so mad. I'm, I'm legitimately sorry. I just, it, it, it was mentioned, like, yeah, embargo, like, like very far apart. Like, the m- few times y'all ever mentioned it. Well, we, we, we no, still have I mean, no, we were just fucking on the with embargo you, list, Wenzel. Yeah, it's. Gonna be okay, but okay, but Breathe. no, do not say that because if there's Breathe. few movies on there, then then you should have known because Fuzzy. there's not a lot. So there Fuzzy only takes. Breathe. Breathe. It takes so little. <laughs> Calm down, one movie. Shh. It's gonna be okay. I mean, we oh my still got God. plenty more to see. Also. We can all watch it together. I really fucking loved yeah, it. It's not so, a one and done movie. I mean, like, yeah, you, you no, can no, it's not the same. That's not how that works. It's not the that's same. Not, it's not the same. That's not how that works. It, oh my god! You know what I'm gonna do now? I'm gonna have to grab my goddamn monkey. My, it's not a monkey. It's a dog. I'm gonna have to grab him <laughs> wait, and I'm gonna have to rev him up. I'm gonna have to rev him up. Oh, they, what does that mean? a picture of uh fucking jojo and pat and say go get him <laughs> no because okay so so cooper we changed his name to monkey heads up for everybody listening um so what i do what i've noticed he does is that when i pick him up and hold him for long enough when i set him down he just he just fucking goes. He just runs. He goes so ape shit. He just starts doing zoomies. He gets so excited, and then he just stops, and he just stares at me. 
<laughs> and like I just do this and like if I hold him so sometimes if I hold him for really long he'll do it for really long but if I hold him really short then he'll only run for like a like a second or so it's so funny and I'm gonna rev him up I'm gonna rev him up it sounds like he's one of like the those little like cars you pull back and let go and it just take off but it's that's exactly what it is <laughs> and I'm gonna rev him up I'm gonna rev him up because you guys have broken a sacred holy doctrine yeah, well, t- tell you what, brother. These cheeks are ready for spanking. Come get it. Time will come. The time, time will come. come. The time. But will anyway, come. talk about your stupid fucking movies. All right, I will. I guess we just should talk about Phantom of the fucking Paradise now. <laughs> Phantom, Phantom Paradise, it fucking rocked. We had a great time watching it. it it's an awesome musical. It's got good fucking weird-ass 70s acid music. Uh, it's queer as hell. Queer as fuck. Uh, the fucking Phantom looks sick as fuck. Basically, the inspiration for Griffith. And uh, Berserk. Just, and Berserk. Obviously. Just fucking... Obviously. <coughs> and, and it's a movie about the music industry and why it's fucking evil. And like, for a movie that's from the 70s, like, it's shockingly prescient even today yeah it was it, like it's like the same like level of like midnight movie as rocky horror no oh, but, but i wow. think i think this is a lot better than rocky horror oh wow okay i mean like rocky horror is like one of the most well-known um but it's also it's kind of basic bitch midnight horror let's be honest. <laughs> like i mean no shade to all the, the rock heads out there you do you boo but like real. I feel like you know the meme of like the iceberg, where you have like the tip is like all the like the mainstream ones, and then you just get down further yep. and more deranged it gets. I feel yeah. like Phantom of Paradise is one of the 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 under the water wrongs, but to me, like I feel like most people know about Rocky Horror. Not too many people know about Phantom of the Paradise, and yeah. to no. me, it's like it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. But, but Hell I guess yeah. we'll just move on if you know people are still a little sore. So we have some other stuff to talk about. No, I was I was I was just gonna say I, I'm definitely gonna try to watch this month because I'm excited. Yeah, I fucking um, love the movie. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. I'm glad you guys liked it though. It, 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 was, it was a it was a really good time. Fucking sick. Um like like I said, I didn't get to watch too many movies this week. One was Pinocchio, but you can listen to that on last week's episode of Cajun Greatness, which we watched Pinocchio for Nicolas Cage's belated birthday, Pinocchio being one of Nicolas Cage's 13 favorite movies. And that's the one we spun the wheel on, and that's the one we watched. So, yeah. Uh, Walt Disney went crazy for his second movie. Uh, can't believe he did all that shit. For, it, it introduced people to furries, war, and body horror, and the uh, genteel year of 1940. Yep. That little wooden bitch. Yep. And I watched a a new kaiju movie earlier this week called Howl from Beyond the Fog. I remember hearing about this movie last year a little bit, sort of like the in like the Toku circles, like basically the movie coming about. It was this movie that was um, funded on Kickstarter, and it's directed by Daisuke Sato, who's like well known as like a um, like producer and like creator in 
kaiju films, like just from decades past, like like working like with making kaiju, and this is his director, and this is him as a director, and I feel a little bad because the movie was fairly, you know, well liked amongst uh, Toku circles, but I just felt a little let down by it, like, um, because I I know. Um, because a lot of time and effort and work went into it. It's a passion project. But it just didn't really land with me. I, I'm sorry to say. Like, like I think the kaiju itself was just um, this blind lake creature. Kind of like a brontosaurus, but with, like, um, mangroves growing off of his back. Because mm-hmm. the plot of the movie is just um, young... It takes place in feudal Japan. Or maybe not in feudal Japan, but sort of like the the late 1800s like basically they're still kind of feudal but there's like more modern conveniences as they're like slowly integrating with the rest of the world but this young man goes to live with his estranged family in the country and they're, they kind of resent him resent him um, living there and he sort of makes friends with his blind cousin who's kept in sort of the the hidden passages of the house because she's seen as like this blight on the family. Basically, her mother, you know, caused a big stir, left the family grounds, came back pregnant, had her, and they sort of just resented her for not following the traditional path. And so when the girl's mother died, they sort of just locked her up in an attic. So every night this girl goes, sneaks out to this lake where the monster lives and she has like this kinship with it. Because, like, they're both blind, but they're sort of, like, outcasts amongst the larger world. And when he discovers her, you know, seeing this monster, they sort of grow in their relationship. And then these people find out about it, and that sort of kickstarts the whole... It's, it's, a, it's a short film. Mm-hmm. So, basically, this monster sort of ex- escapes, and in his sort of rage for the young girl being attacked, he sort of just, like, pillages and, like, sets fire to the town. And, you know, basically... Sort of like nature reclaiming sort of like natural spaces after human greed and development and so forth. So it has like a, a nice message, nice music. It's just, I just, I just really hate to say that there's just not a very good blend of the CG and the practical effects. And this is coming from someone who loves like the early 1960 practical effects. It's just, you can tell it, it, it's a very meager budget. And oh, where man. its budget went, so like the, the the digitally imposed parts are very apparent and not very seamless. Um, but I still respect the hell out of this movie and for the effort and the spirit that it has. And the, the it's a it's a genuinely like uh, like emotionally provoking film. It's just you kind of have to look past these really weird looking human puppets. And I mean, they're they're really uncanny and like not in like an endearing way. Yeah. So uh, in a perfect world, this w- this would this would have had the budget to be the movie it deserves to be, but unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world. So um, your mileage may vary. I would definitely, at the very least, check out the um, making of documentary because on um, on Letterboxd in certain places, like it says it's like an hour and chain because the movie itself is like 30 minutes and it's like a 40 minute documentary depending on where you rent it from it, you might get both packaged together 
Okay. Oh wow. But the uh, the actual like production of it is like very interesting and um the haunting of excuse me the um the creature's roar is like very haunting because it kind of sounds like a if a foghorn could be sorrowful. That's basically how I would describe it. Okay. Because it's based, it's inspired by an old, old movie from like the 30s, um, one of the earliest like monster films of this monster that comes to shore every night where this lighthouse is because the lighthouse has a foghorn that sounds like a member of its species. So you have this like broken hearted monster that comes out every night at sea hoping there's another one of its kind, but it never is. But he always goes back just in case. Mm. So it's a Oh wow. It's a it's a really heartbreaking movie, but yeah. I kinda wish that its pieces were just kind of put together better with like more capital basically. Yeah. So um and the second movie I watched, in a, a similar sense as a, a, a labor love, I watched The House, which is a Netflix movie uh, that came out January 14th, very recently. Because I've seen some people on my on the horror side of my tour. It's like, oh, we watched The House. We watched The House. I'm like, where the fuck are y'all watching this movie? And I was like, oh, wait, it's on Netflix. It just came out. I just forgot about it. And <laughs> yeah, that's actually, I plan on watching it uh, Me too. this week. And well, I, not this week, but I plan on watching it. Uh, I definitely recommend it. It's like ninety minutes. It's a it's a breeze. And what it is it's a stop motion film that um, has three separate stories, but all st- three stories are like linked by a single location, which is the titular house. And I will say, while it has been built in some places as a horror movie. I would say, spoiler alert, the first one is the only one that's kind of horror-like. The re- they get, it gets progressively more positive, lighter in tone as it goes on. Not to its detriment at all, because it's, it's, it's also kind of built in certain places as a dark comedy. And the first act is, is definitely the darkest, and it's the most moody and severe. And the other, they get progressive light. The second one's the funniest. Like, okay. it's legitimately funny. And it's just to see how these different characters react to this very unusual house. And, and, and to me, what's interesting about the actual stop motion is that it's not made with this sort of clay-like material. It's like this strange felt material. Yeah. Like, every, everything in the movie is made from this felt-type material. And, like, it's really interesting and, like, it's just achingly detailed. Like, I was just, like really and off just the level of artistry and over the entire film um definitely check it out it's on netflix like you don't have to pay anything it's easy uh easy to watch easy for free so um i watched that the, the morning of this recording and it's definitely one of my favorite of the year so far like it's just a really interesting movie and that that Poggers. and that first um act of, of the family the, the original family that lives in the house it's really, like, maybe creepy is too hard of a word, but it's definitely, like, unsettling and, and like, deliberately so, especially with how the people look. With, like, great big head, itty-bitty face in the, in the center of the head. Like, it's, it's, it's interesting, but um, I definitely recommend that one for sure. And uh, lastly, I started a new TV show. I, I watched the first three episodes of Reservation Dogs. 
Ooh, how's that? Yes. Because um, it's been on my list for a minute. Colt started watching it earlier this week, too. And basically the, the premise is these four indigenous teenagers are just like, um, just like stealing, vandalizing, you know, by hook or by crook, scrounging together money so they can pull up stakes from their sort of dead end town and go to California. And it's um, kind of shows in uh, like a very unerring eye, like how beleaguered a lot of indigenous like towns and populations and communities are. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's funny as fuck. Like, it's legitimately, like, I was, like, laughing nonstop throughout the first three episodes. Like, okay. it's, it's a very good show. And it's, um, Taika Waititi, he's one of the um, people involved with, like, yeah. creatively. And you, you can tell. Like, it's a, it's a super fun movie. I mean, it's a super fun show. It's very funny. And, and just sort of seeing their sort of, like, hood rat, like, games as they sort of, like, run around town and try to, like, Scrounge money and just like raise hell, and just and you're and giving seeing a perspective that you very rarely get to see, especially from like an indigenous point of view. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting and unlike, you know, it's truthful. Like it's honest. Like you realize, damn, <laughs> they really have a short end of the stick. And and I appreciate them being like very honest with like how they're able to just like express themselves but also just like the reality of it like how how a lot of indigenous people still live in america and yeah. um i'm definitely interested because the way people talk there's like a a another dimension um in, in terms of white tone and like what will come in the show so i'm very interested to see how that other half of the show kind of builds itself up and plus every episode is like 30 minutes so like you can real, really knock it out yeah it's like atlanta in that regard yeah so uh, that's on Hulu streaming, so I would definitely recommend that as well. Reservation Dogs, very good. Hell yeah! All right, it's Joe's turn. I think you have you, you've had a big story that you've been holding on to for a little bit. So, um, why don't you tell us about? I've been waiting a very special <laughs> date she had uh, last week. The reason why you okay. weren't on last week's episode. Uh, okay, so there was a reason I really I wasn't on the episode. Um. Last week. Last week, yeah. I'm sorry, it took me a minute. <coughs> I might be a little inebriated as well. So, uh, fair warning, because this story is scattershot. Joe, Joe, I can't believe you're drinking on the job. Shh. <laughs> like this job, not their paying job. Oh, no, no, no. I would never do that. Uh, I, it was actually, I was going, uh, a friend came from out of state. I went to saw him. And while I was talking, uh, or while while I was hanging out with this friend, I get a call from my boss's wife. And, and to give a very brief summary of the new job I have is, I work as sort of this personal assistant to this blind guy who does piano tuning. And he has his hands in a bunch of other pots too, like having like, a, you know, doing fire extinguishers and some other things. Uh, but he's also, you know, he's a piano tuner. He's a musician, uh, a drummer by trade. Uh, so part of my job is to help him set up, uh, set up and take down uh, their musical equipment and stuff for his band. 
Uh, but they were calling me in a panic because I wasn't on the schedule, but the guy who normally does it got COVID. So uh, I came in. I was like, I, I had to go to a wedding, so I missed some hours. I was like, all right, I can, I'll, I'll make these up. I get there, and we drive out south of where we're at, like about an hour or so. And we're in the middle of nowhere. And we pull up to the place. And as we're turning onto the dirt road, there was this fucking, it was a bunch of hay bale art. Like it was this big open field with these giant hay bales. And they had like a bunch of like faces or folk artsy types of things added to him. Uh, it was kind of unnerving and uncanny because the faces were kind of wonky. And it was like, the wicker man. Huh? The wicker, the wicker, the redneck wicker man. I, no, this this had this was not redneck shit, and we're going to get to that. Uh, th- th- this is this is bougie shit. Um, but I'm also kind of imagining an alternate reality where somehow Jojo gets like locked up inside a giant like big owl, but it's just made of like sticks. <laughs> Honestly, I thought I was about I was in like the Wicker Man, Eyes Wide Shut, and the Most Dangerous Game all at the same time. Damn, <laughs> that, that's sort of a preview for what's about to happen. So we go down this dirt road, and this dirt road goes on forever, like like five minutes or so. And we finally get to the pavilion that the show is going to be at, and it is like fucking bougie, right? Like. It's this large deck on the river. At the end of the deck, there is an in-ground pool built into the deck. And this is on the river. Uh, so we get them set up. And this, this concert was for this, per- this old man's birthday party. And when I say old man, uh, I'm talking a uh, motherfucker looking like Prince Philip before he died. I've seen huh. skeleton animatronics at Six Flags that were more lively than this man, let's just say. Um, And and because, you know, he was super old, a lot of the music they were playing was like 40s, 50s, 60s, rock and roll, rockabilly, doo-wop sort of stuff. Um, You know, they get up there, they start playing, and... I'm just, you know, I'm sitting there, you know, having a good time. And and I notice there's an open bar. We get there, you know, early-ish in the morning, you know, at least for like a Sunday. It was like 10 or 11. And, I, and even as we were setting up, we could tell, there, and the one lady in particular, uh, already had a few drinks in. All so... Right. People were starting to get real crunk. So at one point, I go to use the restroom. And, you know, I go to use the restroom. I'm coming out, and I hear the band. They're playing the song Rockin' Robin. Uh, it was, if you know what that song is. It was covered by the Jackson 5. It, it, it's, uh, you know, just sort of like a classic rock and roll staple. And these older women are out in front of the band in basically bird, big bird-like plague mask <laughs> and, like, big 
big bird like boas around their necks and th- and they're just like shittily dancing <laughs> the best i could describe um they they are uh, they're dancing to the song and someone mentioned beforehand it's like oh we'll get the birdettes to perform during rock and robin i'm like all right what the fuck who the fuck are the birdettes and apparently it's just these old ladies in fucking eyes wide shut gear dancing oh god i mean they weren't like nude or anything like they were decently clothed but it was just like it was a masquerade like bird big bird like plague mask It, it was really uncanny so i'm already like red flags are going off right like like i said i felt like i was in I was about to be in like the Wicker Man, Midsummer, uh, Eyes Wide Shut, and the Most Dangerous Game. Like, and you know what? We'll just throw in the Expendables too. Yeah, <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> I, I mean, for as surreal as the day got, I, I I wouldn't put it past it. I was like, you know, this is just happening. Like, like John just looks around and it's like <laughs> uh, fucking Jason Statham and. Uh, Mickey Sylvester Wolf. Stallone. Yeah, just they're just there. Like they're like, wait, hold on. How do they know these blokes? <laughs> so after after they play that song, they take their first break. They took they took about a couple breaks to get food, to rest, that sort of thing. Uh, and you know, and I I, I gave uh, my boss my seat because you know I I really didn't need it. I didn't really want to socialize with anybody because. One, I just felt way too, like, poor, for lack of a better <laughs> word. I'm like, I'm not, I don't belong here. So I'm just going to, like, keep to myself a lot of the time. And and there was this one table, you know, like how, like, some patio furniture has, it, it's like that uh, black grate type material, like, for both the table and chairs. So I sat, yeah. I sat down yeah. at one of those tables and I'm kind of just people watching, you know, looking at the crowd. And I turn to my right and lock eyes with this woman who probably my mom's age. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to describe for effect. They had like, like kind of really curly, kind of greasy looking hair Oof. with like a fucking baseball cap forward, a Bud Light in her hand. And some of the biggest fucking boobs I have ever seen. <laughs> it, it, was like, it was like a fucking 14-year-old boy w- went on the boob slider and turned all the way up. Like, <laughs> disproportional. Like, I'm not trying to be gross or nasty. It was just like... It was, it was like someone took the boob slider on this poor woman and just cranked it to max. Jesus. And, All right. you know, she comes up, gets up from her seat across the patio, walks over, sits down uncomfortably close next to me, and, and, and is trying to have conversation. And, and I'm kind of giving her, like, short, like, very curt answers because I don't really want to talk to this lady because she's also, you could probably tell, has had at least, like, five beers, and, and she's kind of feeling it. <laughs> she feel them BLs. And, and while she's trying to talk to me, and she's 
really like uncomfortably close, like right here. Just like like like, like right in my face. Like talking in their face, like you could feel their breath. Yeah, it was it was terrifying. So the golf cart uh holding the old man's birth whose birthday the was. living corpse of this old man. The living corpse of the birthday boy. <laughs> they they wheeled the, <laughs> I think he had one birthday too many. The dude was strapped into this golf cart that they kind of rode around. Jeez, uh, so they, so they parked strange. it right next to me. And people started coming up. And I, I was like, maybe I shouldn't be sitting here. That's sort of the vibe I'm getting. I should probably leave. But I'm like, you know, no one's saying anything. So I don't know. And I turn over and this this man, this kind of... He, he was probably about, like, half a head shorter than me. Really skinny, really lanky. Looked just like your typical dad. Starts waltzing up. Or not waltzing up. More like dragging his feet. Dude looked like a sad puppy. He looked like fucking Eeyore. <laughs> and sits next to this woman. And come to find out, it was her partner. Ah. So... I'm putting like two and two together. It was like, okay, if I do not leave now, they are about to propose a three-way, and I am really uncomfortable. Jesus, because like, because when JJ was describing like this couple, it was literally came to mind of just like the of the main couple. It's like, dear, it's time for your four p.m. dick stomping. It's like, yes, dear, like the shriveled up dude. Yes, it, it was all. It was <laughs> like I, I. Fucking, it, they gave off the vibe, and this may not have been their intent, but at the same time, it felt like this lady was just like, I want you to cuck my husband. And, and so I start to get up, and as I get up, she grabs my leg and is, and is oh. like, Honey, you don't have to leave. Uh. Uh, so all right. I'm like, okay, I, I, I just got to use the restroom and I panic. So I just go and sit back down next to my boss's wife. Uh, luckily she left me alone after that. So I was very thankful, but it was a very uncomfortable experience. And, 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 like, I was talking with Cody, and Cody had an experience of New Year's that was similar. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And, we, we, like, and, and I, this isn't the first time shit like this has happened to me. Like, old ladies are weird oh, yeah. when it comes what, to shit like, like that. The, uh, your, the story you told about you working at Lowe's and the lady with the shower head problem came yeah. up to speak to you. Yeah. And, and, yeah. What? And she wanted me to, like... I, she wanted me to cuck her husband too. Like she she was wanting to fuck me, and it was really uncomfortable. Yeah, you, you can listen to that episode in detail on KG Greatness. On I think it's Straight Shooting Two. It's one of those. Yeah, where JoJo goes into full detail. It's it's a fucking hysterical story, but also like you, you, this seems to be a pattern for you that old ladies just like hey, fuck me and let my husband watch, or maybe don't watch, I, or I don't know. It, it's just. Something about, like, older ladies, and nothing against older ladies. I like older ladies. I tend to like older women, but it 
you, you, you know when people people are just being creepy. It's yeah. the thing. It's just like, please, just like yeah. get away. You're being weird. Um. Ooh. But yeah, so that happened, and then they they get back up sta- on stage and they start playing a little more like a little new newer music, and I say newer. Like seventies is like the old, like the newest music they started playing, but it was a little more upbeat, ah. a little more distorted. So um, it got these it got these fucking boomers a dancing. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and, and, yeah, you sent some TikToks of them dancing, and it was a uh, it was some funny it was, shit. It was fucking hilarious. And me and my boss's wife, we were just hooting and hollering, right? And we were we were both like taking photo like photos, pictures. Uh, there was this one guy. I'm I'm going to do it on off mic to show Pat. <laughs> but this guy kind of squats down, and, and you can and this is like two like three o'clock in the afternoon, and people are like they're gone. And this guy bends down, squats, starts doing this, like, bouncing motion and, like, swinging his arms back and forth, like, like this. It's like, as uh, judges doing as they describe, basically someone, like, just imagine, like, a geriatric old man, like, squatting down and doing, like, just a little booty bump, like, shit. It's like a, a boomer. Dick riding? No, like, it's like, literally, like, he's just, like, squatting down on the ground, but he's kind of, like, Bouncing on the, on the, on the toes of his feet, but it's like it, like a monkey, and, and, and kind of like swinging his arms back and forth, like a monkey. That's what a monkey does. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> so fucking weird, and, and uh, oh my god, this is why rich white people are annoying. As but shit. Uh, but also don't forget that there are those two old ladies like squat down with him like patting his butt. Oh yeah, this the, the the lady, the drunkest of them all, just comes up and just starts smacking the dude's ass. I'm like, just like a monkey. I felt like I was in like the middle, like the like the middle of Inland Empire, <laughs> the David Lynch movie where shit's just going bananas and you don't know what's going on. I I felt. Everything was so uncanny, unnerving. No one no one knew how to talk like a human. It was the most bizarre thing. You know, sort of how like rich people just have this way of speaking that just feels just inhuman. It was it was that way and it was so fucking uncomfortable. Like when I came home, and I finally had a chance to like relax. I was sore the next day. <laughs> it's like they were just clenched for like eight hours. For 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 legitimately eight hours. Jesus, I could I could see that. <laughs> it's, oh. it's like JoJo went to work and just like rolled up into like a David Lynch movie. <laughs> and, and I came out, uh, and I came and came back home, and things finally just felt normal. And except for the blue box that you found at the at the foot of your bed. Oh yeah. But well, and then I then I opened the blue box, and and then shit starts happening. And then, yeah, and then I wake up. And then the, yeah. then the 
then the little then the old man who was like doing the booty shake and the old lady that was patting his butt, they're they're like really tiny and they just like scamper out of a bag. Yep. That definitely happens. And and the lady with the big boobies um, appears from behind a trash can also to scare you to death. Shit, just <laughs> just covered in doo doo. <laughs> Which I will actually that actually will play into one of the movies I watched uh, this year or rewatched. I Good. should say. Yeah, someone in the house watched it for the first time. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. But yeah, that was and, and that was just sort of the story from there. Um, uh, there's one other bit where my uh, boss screamed, "The South will rise again." That wasn't fun. <laughs> From behind a drum set. <laughs> and the thing is, like, he's not from the South. He's he he moved here from the North. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Why? Why would you? You know, I was telling Colt this. I was on my way to his house to watch these movies and i see this one house that has four fucking flags it's an american flag a confederate flag a pow mia flag and then uh don't tread on me flag and i'm like how did i like like in my head i was like it's going to be an american flag a a rebel flag a fucking pow flag and a don't tread on me flag that's that's i was four (laughs) for four in my brain (laughs) that's fucking good that's good Uh, i wish we could give you a prize for that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um it it's just it's the south man what a weird culture yeah, like the, the, they the love it man <laughs> all kinds down here in the south they love being cucked uh, evidently they yeah, love being yeah. cucked being racist and eat hot chip they don't eat hot chip that's a joke. Oh my god, I'm Gen Z. I forgot no, y'all no. are over twenty five. <laughs> Millennials. That came out like I was being really angry. I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're angry. Zoomers. We're gonna rule the earth. Yeah, enjoy this fucking melting planet. Yeah, deuces. <laughs> oh, you think we're gonna y'all we're taking you okay. out with us. You're right next to us. You're melting hey, with hey, us. Hey, my yeah. ass here is ready for the slapping. Come get it. Have you heard of roadblocks? Oh my you, god! You really want to slap him? Pat really wants us to spank hey, him. I, I don't I'm know what's going on. Y'all don't have the guts, the balls, or the jizz to clap my ass. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I'm like at some point I'm like, you know what? Let's spank his ass. But then at another point I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you be careful. You might not get it back. Ass like a steel trap. Wait, what? Oh, oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but yeah, that was that story. <laughs> John's weird Sunday afternoon. I feel like, like I feel Bizarro. like I have like some sort of post-traumatic stress trauma from this shit. I, I feel, I feel like you do have days where you'll just go off to work and just come back. Y'all, I came back from like an experimental 1970s film, like some Dario Argento <laughs> shit. God, it was yeah, like, yo, I woke Darren up, Aronofsky I was in this. fucking El Topo, all right? <laughs> we need um, we need Darren Aronofsky to make a movie about this. Why is everybody quiet? I don't know how that would work. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know how that worked? We just watched Mother, and that, for some reason, was a movie. That was two hours. What, what I would... That was two I, hours. I think it'd be more fun is... is the movie itself never gets made, 
But the documentary about the movie is is a, is what gets awarded because it's just two hours of us just screaming at Darren Hockey. You dumb fucking heck! Shut up! You're not you're. And then there's just a, there's just a bunch of old women in bird masks dancing. Yep. But we don't even know where they came from. They just started showing up. Everybody was uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, did you watch any movies too? <laughs> Because <laughs> the movies I've been watching have been very strange. Uh, I started the year off with a movie that uh, I, like Pink Flamingos, had to really track down. I really I had to use like the fucking Wayback Machine to find. Uh, but it was a movie from 1971 called The Devils, directed by Ken Russell. And it's infamous for being one of the most censored movies of all time and, and watching the uncut version which was the one I tracked down uh, I get why but also I've seen worse uh, people in the 1970s are fucking prudes uh, but the movie is this historical fiction movie about this real life witch hunt case where there was this French priest in this town who like the town wasn't Protestant but they were more like inclusive to Protestants coming in and they made a deal with the king that the king would leave them alone uh so you know they're just chilling minding their own business but there's there uh but there are a lot of the noble people were like, Man, we really want this fucking land. Like really want it bad. Uh but we we gotta get rid of that one priest, Father Grandier. He's cause everyone just fucking loves him. Like we we gotta get rid of him somehow. So for context, like Father Grandier is just like Alpha Giga Chad, <laughs> who just <laughs> fucking lays pipe, just fucks every woman in this town. <laughs> On that Giga Grind set, am I right? And he ends up getting like a noble woman pregnant, and this is what comes to like bite him in the ass. Uh,. But he's such a giga chad that fucks so hard, and there's these nuns at at the nunnery who are so repressed and so just chaotically horny, specifically for this priest. Like they go to confession and they're like, <laughs> "Father Grandier, I just want to fucking just go to town. Let's do it right now." And he's like. All right, my child. And then they start clapping cheeks. Uh, nice. And so these nuns just go, like, go crazy and they do like this like exorcism shit. And, and it's funny. Like the way it's shot is funny because it's shot to make them look like buffoons. But it is, it's also legitimately terrifying. And, and, like, the king is just, like, an agent of chaos <laughs> who just, like, comes in, basically, to, like, 
tells like uh, one of the priests who's doing the exercise. I'm not that spoiler. I'm not going to spoil it. But uh, <laughs> all right. The the one of the scenes of this movie that got banned was <laughs> a scene, and I think you should know this going in, where uh, a bunch of very horny, very repressed nuns take down a statue of Jesus on the crucifix and fuck it. <laughs> this All is right. the type of movie we're dealing with. And like I remember like seeing like clips and like mm. images from the film, and it's just like. It's like these nuns with like these giant like floppy tits, just like like getting fucked upside down, and just this giant flesh pile. Yeah, and like this dude is just like, bam, 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 bam. It's just like it's just like he's just like in this insane fuck priest. But yeah, it's just so fucking <laughs> bizarre. And then, and so they basically frame the the priest for witchcraft and it's i highly recommend this movie it's a full five stars it's fucking fantastic it's bleak it's legitimately terrifying and and a lot of it has to do with the score which was done by this avant-garde composer so it's a bunch of like atonal just like noises and and it's like and and all these people are just like freaking out and like shaking and shit and it's it's unnerving, uh, but yeah. It, uh, the moral of the story: a priest fucks so hard and so good, and those nuns were so repressed and horny that it caused national political upheaval. <laughs> As it Damn, should, because like we talked a little bit last week about horny. Because can I kind of gave him a prelude to your yeah. devil's talk? And man, it's <laughs> two weeks in a row, baby. Two weeks in a row. How many weeks in a row are we going to talk about horny nuns? We're going to try to make it all of them. <laughs> um, Which that's that sucks that it's so hard to find because I, I, I mean, not for the horniness. I do kind of want to no, watch no, it. No, I, Tell me more about these nuns with the big tits. I, 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 I can send you a link to it if you want me to. Because, like, like Warner Brothers is never going to release this movie for some fucking reason. And, and like I said, it's not that, like, I don't get why it was banned. But also, too, it was like, I've seen worse in 2021 or 2022 now. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, this was an extremely, like, sensory attacking film when it was made out. Obviously. Um, but like to maybe to a modern audience, it doesn't seem as I mean, I'm sure it's still pretty fucking crazy. But like, uh, but it may not be like, oh, this is the most fucked up movie ever made. Like, like I mean, I feel like there's like crazier shit in the Holy Mountain, and it came out like not that long after. Also, you you kind of had to take it with with uh, grading on a curb. We've seen probably more than our fair share of strange out there stuff. That so it true. still might be, be a sensory like attack for other people who may not has watches more like art art artistic or like avant garde films. That is, that not, is not to like make us seem like holier than thou or like high pollutant. But just we, like, we've seen we've seen oh, I am. shit. <laughs> yeah, but Wenzel yeah, he brags. But um but, yeah, I'm definitely, uh, if nothing else, just sort of, like, 
really it was entertained by your description of it. So like, and just like the actual concept, like this sounds insane. Yeah, because the thing is, is usually I like, especially in like history, when we talk about the Middle Ages, I never found Middle Ages politics like interesting. Like it usually was like the closest I came was like Game of Thrones, and that's fucking fantasy. But like the the politics <laughs> of the movie. Like, one, like, within the movie, and then just sort of commenting on, like, the dangerous relationship between the church and the state. Like, it, it, I don't know. It was just, ah, uh, it is just really compelling. Yeah. It's, it, and, and, and also, like, I'm not, I'm usually not attracted to men, but that priest, I'm just saying, I, I, I yeah, he's hot. Because, like, he's like this. <laughs> like big, yeah, like yeah. barrel-chested, burly-ass dude. The dude was a the actor was a sailor. You know, like old day sailor, oh, like that old sense. day sailor. And they would say he would just like you know he they'd get done shooting for the day. He'd go off the clock, go to a bar, drink, get in a fight, have like a black eye the next day, and they just like put makeup on. Or there's one scene in particular. Where he's just being shot from profile. <laughs> and it, and it, it's to cover up, like, the big fucking bruise on the other side of his face. So, basically, he would just be Jesus. his character. <laughs> but off the clock, kind of. <laughs> kind of. But the priest, does, he doesn't, like, fight. He just knows how to lay pipe. He, he, just, he, he doesn't fight. He fucks. <laughs> Capital L, fuck. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a really fucking great movie. And if you can get your hands on it, especially like an uncut version, it, it's really good. Uh, watch Shaun of the Dead for the first time, like all the way through. Uh, oh, wow. It's really good. Really fucking good. It's an awesome movie. I've seen it uh, probably at least 10 times now. And it still is the same. I feel the same about it every single time. Yeah, because uh, Canon for Christmas got me the uh, Cornetto trilogy on uh, 4K. Oh gosh! Yeah, so wow. uh, we're we're planning on going through that. The rest of those, the uh, first of the year. However, there's one part in Shaun of the Dead that kind of had me and Canon fucked up because Canon forgot about it. And it's where the what's his name Nick Frost yeah just drops the hard R, N word oh oh, oh yeah yeah oh, yeah yeah because I forgot yeah. that too because I realized most of the times I've seen it has been on TV so obviously that part's cut that, out. that's that's censored yeah but it, it just it's to illustrate like how much of a shithead he is but it's still like oh fuck that is jarring to to like oh okay they were doing that yeah it was like oh um. Watched Hell or High Water. Pretty fucking solid, great Western. Yeah. And uh, the real villain of the movie was uh, poverty the entire time. Yeah. Turns out poverty, systemic poverty, is the real villain. Um, I showed... Because uh, me and Cannon, you know, this week since, you know, most everybody was kind of like trying to social distance and whatnot due to COVID, um, <coughs> he would show me a movie that he's seen that I haven't, and I'd show him a movie I'd seen and I haven't. And, and I showed him two movies, 
two of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, one, I was actually really surprised for his positive reaction. And then the other one was when I chose this movie to watch, I was like, why did I do this? <laughs> this movie's a lot. But uh, I showed him Mulholland Drive, which is legitimately one of my favorite movies ever made. Um, I just fucking really enjoy that movie. And, and, and really felt like the empathy you really that Lynch is trying to pour into that movie and Canon really like fucking dug it, especially like after we talked about it for a little while. Cause we watched it the night before we had to be in a wedding. So like we, uh, you know, we talked about it that night and then on the drive up there, we, we talked about it the entire time. It was, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> so I got him on the fucking Lynch train and, and it makes me, it's a little more relieving now that like, it's like, oh, like, okay, if he likes Mulholland Drive, he's going to love Twin Peaks. So I'm super excited for that. But I also showed him also a Naomi Watts movie uh, from 2007 called Funny Games. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I forgot how just fucking bleak that movie is. And I mean... <sighs> I shouldn't because it's a Mikael Hanukkah and he and Hanky Chan. He is his movies will make you lose your soul. Uh, they're really fucked up. And <laughs> Funny Games is definitely fucked up. Uh, all I'll tell you is it's about Naomi Watts, Tim Roth and their son. They're 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 a wealthy family. They're going to their little beach house for some sort of like bougie sport I don't know because I'm too four and then these two teenage early 20 year old boys show up and that's all I'm saying because it descends from there uh Cannon I don't think he particularly enjoyed that one too much um <laughs> that that one might have been a more bitter pill to swallow yeah because because after that we were like fuck we need a palate cleanser so he showed me one of his favorite movies, High Fidelity, with John Cusack. And it oh, was, nice. it's pretty fucking good. It's about John Cusack. He's a uh, owner of this, like, record store. And, and, you know, they're, like, very, like, indie and very pretentious and hip. And it's like, oh, I only listen to The Smiths and Velvet Underground and stuff like that. And, and the whole movie is him realizing, slowly coming to the realization of... Hey, I might be a fucking asshole because <laughs> he is just so <laughs> insufferable. But uh, but but despite that, like it's a really fun movie. It's got Jack Black in it because Jack Black also works at the record store, mm -hmm. and I guess he he serves as like the measure, like the, the yardstick, basically how John Cusack characters develops over the movie. Yeah, but um. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend that. Uh, also, speak uh, after watching Mulholland Drive, I got in the, the Lynch mood again. And I was like, you know, I have one more of his I haven't checked out because I've been honestly too scared, mostly because it was three hours. And that was Inland Empire. <laughs> Which is basically take all the crazy shit from his movies, just the complete abstraction... Make it three hours. 
uh, has Laura Dern, uh, Jeremy Irons, uh, in a brief hmm. role, uh, William H. Macy for a single shot. <laughs> for a single sh- I'm like, where's right. William H. Macy? Oh, he's not in the movie again. Um, <laughs> one of Terry Cruz's first movies. Oh, shit. Okay. I... Like right. he's in he's in a scene like a long scene, and I'm like, I I I couldn't pay attention because I'm like, that's Terry fucking Cruz in this movie. What the fuck? But uh, it's definitely very abstract, and the sort of genesis of the movie was David Lynch got this like shitty consumer grade digital camera. And he and he got in contact with Laura Dern, and he was they would talk about the movie, and he would like write a scene that night, and then the next morning they would shoot it, and then they'd repeat that process. So it has this very like free flowing uh, association sort of feel to it. Uh, I definitely don't recommend this to everyone. Uh, I'm kind of glad I held off on watching it when I did, when I was more sort of receptive to it. Because it is a lot. (laughs) And even then, I still don't have a full picture of, like, the actual plot of the movie, if there even is one. But there is sort of, like, an emotional truth to it that even though I don't have, like, sort of a conscious like interpretation or meaning or like sort of conscious thoughts about it. There's still like, it still resonated in a very emotional way. And then there's a song that kind of bookends the movie. Uh, I'll send in chat. That's really emotional. Uh, and, and it is legitimately one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. Uh, there are, there's a cut. There's one jump scare in the climax of the movie that I'm surprised I did not wake y'all up because I damn near shit myself. Oh shit! And all <laughs> oh, I'll Jesus. say is just spooky Laura Dern face. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'll show Pat. I don't like that. Oh fuck! Damn Pat. Oh god! I, you're about to hear me shit because I'm because uh, while they're looking at because I remember seeing um, or hearing rather. Like oh there there's a there's a David Lynch movie with a Laura Dern jump scare. It's like what the fuck does that mean? Like oh yeah the Laura Dern <laughs> jump scare. Oh god oh god it's oh oh god oh god. <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> Why does everybody keep saying oh god? I don't want to. It's look not at it. it's not Jesus good. Fucking Christ! Oh. It's. <laughs> No, I kind of want to look at it now. Look, look it up. up. Look it up it's right so now. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, don't say that. I'm scared now. God, yeah. Like, like, like that would be like. Imagine waking up in the middle of the night, <laughs> and it turns into that. Oh fuck. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is it like the scene is like Laura Dern is being confronted by this guy in the hallway, and and there's just nothing but a flashlight, and she has a gun on him. And no context, out of nowhere, just that flashes and just stays there. And it, and it just like, like a, it's a <laughs> classical jump scare. And the whole thing is shot on this shitty ass camera. 
and it and it just adds to this grimy feel to the movie. All right, that's kind of funny. Like it looks, <laughs> it makes me want to watch this movie. The more you describe uh, it, it looks okay. I'm not. It kind of reminds me of like an uncanny, like uh, old, like creepypasta image that you yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of the vibe yeah. it gives. But just, just, just like you know, deep fry it, and like that's a that's a creepypasta. Yeah, and the thing is, it's part of basically like, Lynch's sort of visual effects style is, especially in the digital age, is intentionally wonky. Like when we watch like season three of Twin Peaks, you're, some of this is like this looks bad, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like intentionally bad. Which like you know whether you like that or not, be you know it's up to your personal taste. But well, you know I will say um, if like okay, I'm kind of laughing at it now, but I bet if I was watching it and um, because I just sent a meme in our chat and yeah, I I think I would be terrified too. Yeah, you have you know. Uh, oof. All right. Kind of want to watch it now. God. Well, well <laughs> it, it's like, because the thing is, is like, I made sure to watch it at night in my room with headphones on. Because I was like, I got to get the full effect. Oh, like pure, like, sensory immersion. And it really helped my enjoyment of it. But like, that moment made me legitimately shit my pants. God. Almost. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just, I, like I said, I, if I was watching this movie, even if I knew, like, somewhere in the back of my head, oh, there's a Laura Dern jump. Probably at this point, I would have forgotten it. And then, bam! Like, like, like those old, like, gags of, like, you go to the maze and, like, the Exodus girl pops up. It's yeah. like that, but a film. Yeah. Essentially, I, I would see too. Yeah, and the thing is, is I knew the Laura Dern jump scare was coming. I've seen that image before of the, the freaky, like, the the creepypasta Laura Dern face. And the entire time, because there's another scene that's not really a jump scare, and it's not as scary, but it's just, like, dark. And then there's just this light, and you see someone start running in slow motion towards the camera, and it's Laura Dern. And she does have this, like, exaggerated face. But it's, you you know, you kind of see it coming, and it's like, oh, okay. It's not real. Like, that just, no context, bam! And it's just like, ugh! Uh, I was about to say, because there, there's a thumbnail for this jump, for that jump scare where it says Susan running, and I'm like, that's kind of creepy. That is very creepy. It, it, yeah, and, and, um, and a lot of the movie is shot in, it's like, really dark. Like, a lot of shadows. And, like, there's this... A lot, there's a lot of scenes that take place in this one room where it's kind of like shot at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon, like the sun is beginning to set. And, and there's like a lot of the room, it's like a living room and then two doors or two like hallways, but the hallways are completely in shadow. So you're always like looking to see like where is shit going to pop out. Um. Yeah. I will say, like, I think Wenzel might like it. I think this might be his uh, his speed, but, like, I would recommend watching other David Lynch stuff before this one. Like, do not start with this movie. This is very much the deep end of the pool. Yeah. Like, there's a reason, like, outside of Dune, this was the last of his movies I watched. Also, like The Devils, it's stupid hard to find. Like, it doesn't have a Blu-ray or anything. I'm like, come on, Criterion, get the 
fuck on that. All right. Well, just know, jo- uh, Jojo, uh, your audio just did a really weird thing. It scared the oh, shit fuck. out of me. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain. It was like it was like for a moment, your voice just distorted, high pitched for like a second. <laughs> it sounded like the most evil and vile <laughs> shit ever, and it scared me. Okay, so I think. Uh, I, I got one more movie. I'm going to be real quick with it because we're, we're going to need to hurry up and wrap this up. But uh, is Sunset Boulevard, which some people have said like Inland Empire kind of is somewhat of a remake of that movie. It's a movie from the 50s directed by Billy Wilder about this. Is it fucking terrifying? Huh? <laughs> it is, does it have a terrifying it jump scare? It doesn't have a terrifying jump scare. Uh, but... It's about this guy, this writer who's like down on his luck and the cops are trying to repo his car. So he finds just this random house and parks it in there and turns out it's the mansion of this fa- uh, old famous silent movie star who got kind of cast aside, you know, once sound entered movies and, and she makes him like rewrite his script and you know, she's trying to bake this big comeback, but it's, like, God-fucking-awful. And she just has this, like, snap like snap in reality. It's a really good movie. All right. Cool. Um, and especially, like, if you want to get into, like, more, like, early cinema, I think it's a good place to start. But, yeah, that's... Yeah, it sounds very interesting. That's all I had. Cool. So I think we had a a pretty big week in terms of movie watching. You know, the world's uh, putting us back indoors for the time being. So I'm we're filling our time productively as we can. So uh, so I think this has been a good uh, banner session. Good time to put a pen in it for take us on out for next week. So thank you all so much for listening today. We really really, really appreciate you sticking with us through everything. Uh, We'll be here keeping the lights on. You, y'all come back and just listen when you can, and uh, we'll, we'll keep talking. Uh, hope you'll keep listening. So be sure to follow us wherever podcasts are found, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Anchor, Spotify. We're on all of those and more. Just be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all those platforms. Helps us out, keeps the visible puts in front of new listeners. We always appreciate you when you do it. You can follow us on our socials. On Twitter and Instagram at AYCH Podcast, Letterboxd, and Facebook at All You Can Hear. And lastly, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name. Uh, my name is JoJo. You can follow me on Twitter at JoNIABY24 and John Ownson12 on Letterboxd. My name is Colt. Follow me on Twitter at ColtD00. I am Wenzel. Thank you for listening. You follow me on Twitter at Wenzel Wilkie. Follow my art Instagram at Water Wednesday. I have a link tree. Uh, you can follow my letterbox or Goodreads on there. Uh, I talk about books and movies. Hell yeah. All right. Very nice. Uh, take care of yourselves, and we'll be talking to you very soon. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Lower turn, jump scare.